Should you light up a fatty next to a pregnant person at a concert full of stoners? In North Carolina, medical weed may be coming soon. Locally, True Leaves petition numbers get higher. And we talked to one of our favorite TikTokers, Fran Simmons, who lost a job due to a mishandled drug test result. And now she's finding ways to advocate for workplace protections. All this and a whole lot of smoke on today's show. Welcome back or welcome if you're new to the show. I'm Sunny D. And I'm Captain J. And, and we're, we're the, the Pot Smoking, Smoking Moms. Moms. If you like our show, please rate, subscribe, share, and be friends with us on all of our social media handles. They're located at potsmokingmoms.com. That's our website. So link up with us there. DM us. You can leave us a voicemail on Anchor and we'll play it on the show. You know, we love interacting with you guys. So definitely hit us up. But before we get into the show, we got to get our heads right. So let's get a smoke shot. Sure. Yeah. Smoke. <laughs> you do need a smoke shot going. I need some weed. Are you bro. for real? <laughs> let's 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 all I smoked since I got home from work. Pack your bowls. It's time for a fluent smoke sesh. Hey, we want to give a big thanks to our sponsor, Fluent. Uh, please go to our Instagram and click on our Fluent link to get rewards. That way you go, you purchase your weed and, you know, you rack up some points for a little, little sweet little treat. I actually hit up the North Miami uh, branch or branch branch store look at me sound like a banker <laughs> uh, today to re-up and um, I picked up quite a few strains but tonight I'm smoking something that says it's previously known as Odra this hybrid boasts its complex effects and earthy aromas with notes of citrus skunk and spice OG Kush is described by patients as relaxed, giggly, and mildly drowsy. It balances a unique combination of mental stimulation and improvement in mood. Oh, I need this. Proving this is a social strain fit for parties and stimulating conversations. No. So we're going to have a stimulating conversation. <laughs> Another reason for the popularity might be its consistently strong potency. Oh, You're yeah. a fan of that. <laughs> like that. Often being used to relieve depression, pain, and loss of appetite. Major terpenes are terpenes. Pin, terpinoline yeah. and farnesine. Farnesine. I don't know these terpenes. Uh, yeah, I uh, honestly, that's the first time I've seen those. Hmm. Huh. I've seen terpinoline before, but I like farnesine. I've never heard of either. Yeah. So I have something here that when actually when I was looking uh, when I went to the North Miami store, I was looking through all of the strains that they had. And this one reminded me of you. Mm. It's called Origins Captain Stash. Give my stash back. It's an indica dominant hybrid that delivers a well-balanced experience. Its aroma is intricate, featuring earthy, spicy, grassy, and slightly piney notes. Gassy. The like flavor. Grassy. Oh, gassy. It is gassy. Oh, I thought you said grassy. Oh, 
Yeah, I love that guy. I love gassy. <laughs> I know weed. you love gassy weed. The flavor of Captain Stash is equally intricate with hints of hashy sweetness, coffee, spice, lemon, and pine. Mm. This combination produces a distinct and pleasant taste that lingers on the palate. The strain is recognized for its capacity to stimulate a happy and imaginative mindset, Ooh. making it a fantastic option for individuals seeking a creative boost. Let's go. Major terpenes, myrcene, limonene, and caryophylline. See, those are the usual suspects. Those are the usual suspects. Cheers. Trusted. Light up with us, guys. Yeah, if you got it, smoke it. Oh, yeah, I knew that. It's very nice. I love it. I love it. I love it. I want more of it. I actually, uh, oh, we're cracking oh. out the <laughs> Valentine's love. <laughs> if you're watching the show, you'll see a couple graphics come up here and there. And if you're not watching the show, what are you doing? Come watch the show. Smoke with us. Smoke with us. <laughs> watch us smoke. Yeah, smoke with us on YouTubes. Subscribe to our YouTubes. We're working on our YouTubes. We see you. We thank you. And um, we're going to continue posting videos and I, there. You know, we do see the views going up. So some of y'all are switching the media ways to watch yeah that's awesome well, Thank actually you so much we also offered the video on spotify so i don't know if anybody got a chance to view the video that way uh but uh yes video it's not just for patrons anymore you guys are totally uh we have like catching graphics it. and pictures that were popping up things that we're talking about so check it out check it out special thanks to our patrons we can't do this without you uh, and if you want to become a patron, check it out. Uh, potsmokymoms.com. The link is there for our Patreon. You can see this episode, our interviews, um, extra content, yeah. Discord chat. Discord has been the best thing that we've ever decided. <laughs> yeah, because you it's, can just pop in there and see who's available and smoke for as little as one dollar a month. We have tiers from one, five, ten, fifteen. For as little as one dollar a month. One dollar a month. Sally Strothering over here. <laughs> if you're watching us on YouTube, there's a QR code that'll take you directly to our Patreon. Thank you, Uncle Jesse, for flashing that up. Ooh, Ooh I like that I little sparkle, sparkle around it. it. <laughs> if you can't contribute, that's fine. Just rate, review, share our podcast, you know, interact with our posts. All that really helps us out. Buy from our sponsors, any brands that we promote and stuff like that. All those little things really help us out. And we really appreciate you. Leave us a review. We will send you a sticker. Just hit, hit us up in the DMs. Let yeah. us know you left the review. Tell us. We'll, we'll send you some stickers. For real, bro. We ha I haven't sent any stickers out. Okay. <laughs> Which actually, we should probably buy more stickers. We do. But we're about to possibly change our logo. So right. We're, we're working possibly, on. We are working on yeah. updating her. And trying to make her a little bit more inclusive. So, you know, everybody mm -hmm. feels represented. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of uh, the important missions here, right? Is like, we want to see ourselves reflective um, out there. So, uh, working on that. Those of you that have been here since the beginning know that her name is Esa Tipa. I know. Which... And if you know Spanish, <laughs> that's what we call her. Esa Tipa means... That, that chick or that, that lady. Chick, that lady in Spanish. <laughs> It was just how she got dubbed in our conversations when we spoke right. about her. 
So we're giving her a little update. So Another stick around. So, so stick new around. merch will be coming with that. But yeah. We'll probably always keep the original logo on some exclusive merch items available, you know, on our store. If it ever happened. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We've been trying to get to it. Trying to juggle a lot of things yeah. here. I mean, because we're also doing our meetup now with our patrons. Yeah, we're doing this weekend. That's going to be so fun. Literally this weekend in just a few days, we will be there. Looking super forward to it. Um, Okay, so it's Wednesday today. But if you are going to be in the Orlando area this weekend, the 10th through the 12th, Check our Instagram. We have uh, put up the itinerary of what we're going to do. So maybe you can come and hang out with us. Yeah. We're going to be going to dinner one night, uh, Universal and uh, that area on Saturday, and then brunch on Sunday. So check it out. Let us know if you can come. We need to know soon because we're going to be making our reservation for dinner. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so tell us. And then, you know what? You'll see that. On the social media yeah, handles. We're, you're going to definitely see it us in our stories for sure. Another thing we've been busy planning is the the bud crawl for Miami. So, yeah, we're bringing the bud crawl. We did it in Orlando. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. We're bringing it to Miami. It's going to be extra awesome. So please, uh, it's, it's, wait, May 6th is the day of the bud crawl. Tickets should be going on sale soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Favorite our posts or something for them. Like, you know, they, they put a little like, what is it called? An alert or some shit? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, we'll put a post with a reminder. Set that reminder. It, it you know, when you post it, you can put a little reminder. Oh, you post, so you like, put a reminder. And yeah, then whoever clicks on it. it, it saves it in their calendar and it reminds them. Yeah, or, or I think uh, Instagram may push out a notification to you or something like that. I love that. it. So set that reminder for it when we post about it. Yes. It's coming soon. Uh, we have uh, Vitacan and Grow Healthy on board. Yes. Two very, very good dispensaries with high quality. Mm -hmm. One more coming I mean, soon. flour. We That's really our main, our main stick is the flour. We love the flour. I mean, it's like an OG, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about All Pro Expo. We went, we just went this weekend. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty wild. It was pretty fun. It was a really we, we good had a blast. expo. It I, was. I think we had a lot of fun, especially because we had a group of friends. We went yeah. with a couple of our girlfriends, some pa some patrons. What was I going to tie into? Oh, the, the gummies? Are you not going to say anything oh, about the gummies? Oh, the mushroom gummies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was actually gonna... both our patrons are the ones that that it affected the most the gummies. Yeah, they were those were cool. It was uh, a Amari, muscaria amarita. I don't know if it's like uh, it... I didn't feel any effects though. I... If I did, it was very light. Well, I I was also really high because we were smoking. Right, I did. I felt, I but I also took a THC gummy from that other uh place Bender. that big big head big stone head or something mm -hmm. the amish people with the, okay. the, the gorilla and the yeah pink. that you bought the i bought edibles from? from them i brought pre-rolls from them which i don't know i don't know i gotta give it another shot because we smoked it that day and we did we were like you know i mean it's thca which is very confusing Right, because when we got there, okay, that's another thing. Because we got to the uh, we we try to keep ourselves informed, and this is why we go to things like this. But like, 
there's a lot of stuff on the market right now. And I don't know if it's because people are trying to use loopholes to try to like make more products to get more products in like the Delta they're 8 just, stuff. They're just isolating more and more cannabinoids from hemp, like deriving more from But hemp. I also think that that shit is in regards to mushrooms too. I don't know because what the mushroom gummies that we had was a different strain it was a of mushroom. mushroom. It was a mushroom that is not illegal. It's a legal one. And the way, because it just basically says like legal shrooms. <laughs> but he explained right, but it that it was is, not less, it's not like psilocybin, that it was not as strong. He said it was more like taking a microdose. Like a fucking Delta 8 of he's like, like, you just have mushrooms. like, oh, you just have like a good day, you know? It's a Delta 8 of mushrooms, I think. But huh? I don't think it's derived from psilocybin. It's not like a derivative of it, it's another mushroom completely. Right, but it's not like a it, piece of the mushroom. I don't think it made it seem like he made it seem like it was a different mushroom completely. That it wasn't psilocybin, but that's another thing. A lot of the vendors that they had, like the people they had working, weren't knowledgeable enough to really explain right, the products. I, 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 yeah, I think everybody was there. So it's mainly like for other smoke shops and companies for them to carry these people's products right because it was metal fellows there and they're they're in a lot of smoke shops too yeah. and a lot of these brands it's like a b2b a lot of stuff too expo was business like business. right a lot of things too were like vapes everything and was it was a pri primarily vape i mean it was a slew of different things because we even saw some very beautiful glassware there yeah right maybe i should cut in some shots of the stuff that we saw <laughs> we <should> <laughs> but we saw lots of nice glass pieces um you know a lot of vapes one of the vapes we were fucking floored because it was nostalgic as fuck and they looked like <laughs> highlighters right yeah like the highlighters from high school like from right being in school and highlighting the little literal highlighter brand right the highlighter brand yeah. Hi highlighter but it was a vape that looked like a highlighter yeah and the the tip that you normally write with was just like a stopper that you took off right and then you would hit it right we uh but but it was vapes nonetheless was and a, a lot of it is nicotine extremely too. nostalgic for me because my very first piece that i ever bought myself like bowl yes ever piece to smoke out of because you know i didn't know how to roll anything i was in high school i was senior year of high school first piece i ever bought myself was at a smoke shop and they had like a lot of like discreet hide right. things that yeah. don't that they're things but they're not what you think it is like false bottoms on like coke cans or whatever to hide your stash well it was a bowl but it looked like a highlighter it just looked like a highlighter and you didn't unless you knew how to open it right. and access it you it, didn't know it was a right. bowl and the highlighter even wrote on the other end wow yeah it yeah. worked so like if somebody tried to pick up and use it it would work so they wouldn't just throw it away. <laughs> wow. Uh, my uh, my husband's stepmom had a lipstick one. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But I hers did incognito. But, but hers didn't have the, it didn't li have put lipstick on for real. So that was pretty dope. Like the highlighter. Really, yeah, really. I was like, I lived at my dad's house at the time. So I had to be, you know. Super covert. Yeah, very careful. <laughs> Hide that shit. I still got caught even though I was so covert about it. You know. <laughs> Did you ever get caught? Uh, yeah, but I was already out of high school when my mom found uh like a cellophane in my purse that had like a stem in it, and that was because I was at somebody's house and we were rolling up, and I was trying to be courteous and not 
leave stems right. in their trash or whatever. Or we were packing bowls. I think that's what it was. And I didn't want to leave it just in their trash where they would get in trouble. And in the end, I got in trouble. Yeah. For it. Why did I kept it? I don't know. I should have thrown it away. A fucking stem. <laughs> A stem. stem. <laughs> Goddamn stem. Anyways. Oh, so yeah, oh, there was a fucking, it was just all kinds of stuff happening. Yeah, HHC, THC, oh, yeah, right, THCP or THCO, and oh my gosh, <laughs> what I was just like, where can you guys just point me in the direction of just a THC? Where is that? <laughs> it wasn't there, bro, it was not there. <laughs> But it was still a lot of cool stuff. I mean, there's a lot of people that really enjoy those products that really enjoy like Delta 8 and Delta 9 and, you know, HHC apparently is the new thing. I think. And you know what? Like we will we'll definitely follow up with those. The thing is, is like we ask I people like there need to ask a professional to come in and right, explain and it to explain, us and to kind of just because there's so many now, like, right. Right. We were like a year ago, we were like Delta eight. And then now we're like, what? I was I was so frustrated because I was like, there's too many letters all over the place. I can't deal with this. I don't even know what to ask anymore. Like, you know, so. Yeah, (laughs) but it was lots of fun. There were dancing robots there. (laughs) And then and a lot of half naked women. Like a lot. Uh, well, but this is a thing. Like the ones, you know, like just being outside, like each of the vendors looking cute, like Sex trying to get sells. people to come up to their. In 2023, bro. Not well, okay. Honestly, like, like statistic wise, this business, all the vendors that were there were really aimed towards like smoke shops, those kind of businesses, because that's the kind of businesses that buy their products. So, like, Statistically, like most smoke shops very are bro. owned by it was men. Very bro, bro, bro-ish. Yes. Very. Yeah, very bro-ish. <laughs> Which it actually, and now in retrospect, I'm like, damn, yeah, for real, very bro-ish. It, you know, like, and that's the thing. Sex sells. If that's your target audience, if that's your demographic, you want to sell. And, you know, a, se- a sexy lady is going to sell the product. I don't I don't know about trolls. And the lady is oh, just so- there to get them to come in and look, come to look at their stuff. Right. And then at that point, like, because, you know, if a bunch of people have, you have to still have a good product. There's a lot of options there. They're not going to buy it just because there's a sexy lady. Yeah, but they got better. But they'll odds. come look at it because they want to look at that ass closer. You know, we should. <laughs> I, I kept, I kept laughing and say, telling you guys. I don't think there's an agency out there that you can hire trolls to sell your products. You know, there are like warts, and they're like they look like trolls from the forest trying oh. to sell like their <laughs> vapes with long fingers. I mean, <laughs> I mean that might work. That I, if it, I saw a real troll, I'd be like, I'd be like Whoa. "Whoa!" I'd be like, "Damn, dog, you guys went all out with the troll theme." <laughs> I say I was saying that metaphorically, like I you know, know, I know, I'm but thinking. but that would be pretty dope. <laughs> a whole mushroom brand, and it's like a whole troll takes you into the village for your mushrooms. In Anyways. the end, we had a great time. All pro expo. Yo, that's a big uh, topic you got there. That's a big accomplishment. Oh yeah, because we've been going back and forth. So, a uh, personal on a personal um note. But we got potty trained where we have we are potty trains. We are how many days has it been? Uh, it's been like 
a week maybe and it's been like pretty consistent we're still putting wow. pull-ups to bed to go to bed obviously okay. yeah that's you know and then sometimes like if i don't like if i'm not on it because like you have to still be on it if you just leave it up to them the whole time they're going and they have diapers on so i i'm on it like we do morning routine let's do let's pick underwear out and then it's like she's ran to the bathroom before and been like oh and then gone all right and i get in there and i'm like you went already and she's like yeah i look in the top potty and she's gone already so congratulations yeah man uh it's awesome big thing finally still wiping butts but at least it's like you're still wiping butts definitely They do not how to get it all clean yet. No, no. But dude, I was wiping butts off of my brothers until they were pretty big. They would freaking call me Jesse Gaga. They would be like, "Why my ass?" Hey, <laughs> as the youngest uh, child in my family, I gotta say it was a while before I cleaned my own ass because I remember being the one going, "Mom, mom, 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 mom." It's <laughs> like. How long are you gonna take? Come wipe my butt. You I know? remember All I was still in kids. middle school when my I was still wiping my brother's asses. They would call me every time they took God a shit. God damn! I will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, Jeez. these fuckers wipe your own ass already, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god uh, i don't think they listen but bros if you are i'm glad you finally learned to wipe your ass yeah bro we're so happy about that <laughs> congratulations i think my son learned a lot sooner than you guys. i think i was traumatized you know, by that I'm all kids of wiping asses. learn at different rates <laughs> and i was out our it's our, true our cousins that were there were his, his kid yeah and you know when you have I think it's easier to see when you have multiple kids like that all, every kid is different because it's it's right in your face. It's yeah. like, oh my God. They're like, so different. <laughs> it vary, you know, and you're just like, you know, specifics. But uh, but kids are all so totally different. Even like twins. <laughs> They're so different. And uh, and I, I, we had cousins over and we were like, look, and they have like a one-year-old, but she is like, whew, like she's, I mean, she's like a full action. So uh, I'm like, they got her a potty. And I'm like, look, you know, because sometimes you get you go hard on yourself. I was so being hard on myself because like I'm talking about this potty training journey has been like back and forth. Oh, back and forth. Over the road, over the hill and it went back. Exactly. And it's frustrating. And then you're like, and then like when you shame by accident, because that's what you're used to and you catch yourself and then you have already like gotten the kid into a bad habit or something because they start fearing the bathroom. It's like a whole mission. But at the end of the day, give yourself the grace because it's all up to the kid and the kid will do it when the kid's ready and when they, you know, so hooray for that. Congratulations. It will stick this time. For sure. Well, I had a very eventful weekend. And you know what? I went out on uh because Saturday we did all pro. And then on Sunday, I went out on my dad's boat with my sister because she's visiting from out of town. So my dad and my stepmom and myself and my sister and my son, I dragged him out, uh, went out on the boat. And it just reminded me that great day that we had out there because my dad's like boat slip is not far from where we 
got on the boat for uh, Nadia's bachelorette. Oh, yeah. We had all re- for our friend's bachelorette party. We had all rented out this fucking sweet yacht. Oh, that was so it much wasn't fun. A yacht. It was. I mean, know, oh, like a boat. I don't know what a yacht is, girl. Like, uh, this is to me. It's a yacht. <laughs> it, did, it did have a cabin. Yeah, it did have a camera. I think a yacht is like way bigger. It's is like it? a bigger. It was a big boat with a, with an inside cabin. Boats and hoes. And, and a hose. nice layout. It was nice. I would do that again. We should do it that was, with our patrons. We should yes. go rent a boat. I kept thinking we got to do this again because we, you know, cruising through the city. And then I was seeing all the other people on charters having a great time. And we went to the sandbar and actually found a good spot. Oh, at first we were like right by this boat that was playing like horrible loud music. And we wanted to die. My son was literally like this on the boat. Oh, no. And I'm like, dude, okay. And we we moved to the other side and it was so peaceful. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, what a difference. Yeah. My family, my, my stepmom was like, my, I didn't even realize how much, how bad that was until we moved. <laughs> but it was a fantastic day. So we need to do that. That is something we need to manifest next for us to do together. And the other crazy thing that happened to me is the fucking cat. Those of you that know, I got a kitten in December and she's a cat, you know, and she's a kitten. So she's mischievous. She gets into things and we don't really let her out because she's little still. She doesn't have a collar because we don't want her to get like caught on something, you know, with it. And she, even though they have the ones that like break loose, but still, and she's too small to get the chip. Is that a thing? Cats like get hooked up, hooked up to stuff because they're like so... Are you kidding? This cat park course all over my fucking house. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I saw her on your chair. She was doing a number on your chair. But I've like, literally cat. seen her like run and then like jump running off the side of the couch to keep running, you know, like parkouring like off of walls and couches. and shit. She's crazy. Anyway, she got out. She was outside with my son. Uh, we only let her outside if she's supervised. So he was outside with the dogs and her. And I was inside working and all of a sudden he runs into the house. He's like, oh, my God, this is so bad. I'm like, what? What happened? He's like, I can't find the cat. So we're freaking out immediately thinking we lost her, that she got out. because She's so tiny. She could, you know, fit under a fence or whatever. And we are looking all over the backyard, looking in the front yard. We keep hearing a meowing, but we can't figure out where the fuck it's coming from. The bitch was up a tree in our backyard, like at the tippity top of the tree. How stereotypical of her. Like. And what's crazy is that while we were out there earlier and my husband was out there, she kind of went halfway up the palm tree and went down. And I was like, don't don't let her do that. He's like, she's a cat. She'll be able to get down or whatever. I was like, if she goes up a tree too high and can't come back down, how the fuck? You're going to have to call the fire. The very same day I said that (laughs) later on, she fucking goes up the tree and get stuck and can't come back down. It was a whole fucking ordeal. Oh my god. Trying to get her down. Look, the fire department doesn't do that anymore. I know. I'm talking <laughs> shit. I was of course I was like <laughs> So it was like it was so stereotypical. Little hole. kitten gets stuck in the tree. We had to like bring our ladder out and like get it as close as possible to the tree. And then we were doing the most dangerous thing ever that you're not supposed to do on a ladder, mm. which is to step on the very top one. Oh hell no. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's so all, I yeah. was stepping on the top one and my husband was holding it while holding my foot. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like with a stick tapping down the tree. Well, before I had the stick, it was just like me trying How to get her. get her down then? This is the pro. This is the steps. This is how we got there. It started with so me first the- on the fucking ladder trying to get her to come down. She wasn't coming down right. 
So then I come down and he goes up and I'm like, let me go get a stick. Like we have a, a toy that's a long stick uh-huh. that has like a tethered toy that, you know, we play with. So I went and got that. And my husband was up there getting her to come down and she was starting to come closer. And I'm like trying to get his attention. She's like, here, use the stick, use the stick so you can like help guide her down, like, you know, uh-huh. entice her to come down. But since she was starting to make traction, finally, he was like, I'm getting her to come. Leave me alone. Get away from me. <laughs> and I'm like, use the fucking stick. <laughs> so like tensions were high, bro. We're all like, ah, the stick Stress ended up helping. Stressful, bro. <laughs> it was hilarious. And it was hilarious. At the moment, it was not hilarious. Now I look back on it, uh-huh. but the stick ended up helping. Cause like we were able to like tap down on the branch, like to show her here. The, yeah, yeah. Like to how to come down. She finally came close enough where I could touch her fucking paw. Like she was so close. I was trying to grab her, you know, and she wouldn't like budge when I would pull, pull her. So then Johnny goes and gets a box and then I'm holding the box up and I'm like holding the box up to me. Like, Get out of the fucking box. Come on. <laughs> box we put food in the box and she finally like gets in the box and he starts lowering it and as soon as like he gets her lower she jumps on his shoulder and jumps down and still from pretty up high she did that it was fucking bananas bro if anybody could see what was happening that would have been like tiktok gold like that would have been so look at the The whole deal with with the the cat cat. (laughs) Well, we have come to the segment you have all grown to love so much. It's our news knocks. News knocks, where we get high and read the news to you. All right. All right. I saw this and I was like, oh, my God, we got to talk about this. Oh, boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So heated debate erupts on Reddit over weed etiquette at concerts. A Reddit post and the most popular subreddit. Am I, am the, I the asshole? I love this one. <laughs> community is beginning to go viral after ignited a fierce debate. Some concert goers at a clearly stoner friendly concert refrain from smoking if a pregnant woman is in the crowd. Or should the pregnant woman not be there in the first place if secondhand smoke is inevitable? The responses and opinions about acceptable behavior may surprise you. Yesterday, I went out to see a concert. Redditor vegetable underscore river underscore 255 <laughs> posted on Sunday. The band I was seeing has a very heavy drug scene associated with it. I wonder what band it is. <laughs> I was in an assigned seat section and made small talk with the couple next to me while waiting. The user continued. About 10 minutes into the first set, I light up a joint, and about five minutes after, the husband complained to me about his wife being pregnant. I told them both, it's a show. You came here, and you can choose to leave. And he tried to cause a scene, but nothing happened since I just ignored them both and danced. (laughs) Okay, Okay, it's in the seated section. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue. I know, I want to read the whole thing. I know, and I but I've I, been to I've concerts, been to con- super yeah. pregnant. So yeah, okay, I've been as well. <laughs> Apparently, the user's roommates took the side of the pregnant woman. I told my roommates this earlier today, and they said I was being an asshole for smoking next to the pregnant lady. Am I the asshole here? The redditor asked. 
She knows reported about the Redditor's brazen admission to smoking near a pregnant woman with no regard for her health or consent. After all, the Surgeon General advises against cannabis use among mothers. Plus, they have to worry about toxicology screenings. Most mothers in the thread agreed and appeared stunned to even be presented with such a loaded question. However, some, even some pregnant women in the subreddit took the side of the Redditor who wrote the original post saying the mother should have known better than to go to that type of concert. Why does it have to be whatever? I, I really want to know what concert. I want to know what concert is. <laughs> Look, honestly, to the me, Snoop Dogg? to me, as somebody going to that's been to many concerts and has smoked at many concerts. Same. And as a fan, I wouldn't expect. Me, if I went pregnant, I, if people smoked around me, I wouldn't be. I would be like, ooh, I would be enjoying. I wish this. I could. I mean, like, as a, me. I could, yeah, right. They're not gonna be blowing it in my face, and you know, I understand she probably chose a seated section, hoping to be away from right. the crowd because usually that's, they're in the it's front. It's on the front, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's why I was like, oh, it's a seated section. Uh, but still, at the same time, like, I'm, you know. If it's a seated section, I'm, that means she's not crowded around other people. So maybe like he's blowing it away the other way. Yeah, no, like, I mean, it's not, was he blowing it in her face? I don't think like, he was blatant with the smoke. And I don't think it secondhand smoke. Like yes, when you're around it constantly, right? Right. But for a period of time at a show, and I mean, unless everybody and if around you go to, her okay. was smoking, and this is and another an, thing, I if it's know. a heavily I mean, look, if it's a Cypress Hill concert or a Snoop Dogg concert, like, yo, you know what the fuck you're getting yourself That's into also. Saying. So don't don't come around here trying like, to throw oh, shade. Or Fish or Dave Matthews Band or anything. Like, there's so many different kinds of music where it's just, you know that the crowd's going to be smoking weed. If you know this band and you've been seeing it, like, like okay, I'm sure you know that's like, going to be happening. I feel like shield yourself away from it. I would be annoyed and by be like, cigarette smoke. And be like, hey, but not can weed you? smoke. Is yeah, that, I know. That that's true. Or like a tobacco, like the like a yeah, cigar. Yeah, like a cigar. Oh, like a stogie. So I would be annoyed by that. But those those things are not allowed usually indoors anywhere anymore. Cigarettes and right. like cigars, unless you're like at a casino. Right. Even even when we're smoking weed at concerts indoors, it's just weed. There's no cigarettes going yeah. on. Yeah. Or va- va- vapes, but like. Yeah. Okay, well, let's continue. Chaos ensues on Reddit. (laughs) The user's responses were quite different, highlighting how differently people view our responsibilities as smokers. Yes, YTA, you're the asshole. (laughs) Wayward Princess 1025 replied, gaining over 35,000 upvotes at the time of writing, you shouldn't be smoking in your seat like that. Double YTA for doing it next to a pregnant woman. Oh, boy. However, if I were her, I would have left or called security to move you. Her and her baby's health is more important than the concert. Others suggested simply walking away from the woman first before lighting up so there's no issue. I smoke weed and cigarettes, and I honestly don't care what the rules are. It's about consent, replied Temporary Tie 233. Secondhand smoke is harmful and nauseous yeah harmful and obnoxious the decent thing is to do is walk away from everyone when you smoke anything i mean i usually do that but at a concert you really can't if yeah if your seats if there's seats seats, you can't like where are you gonna go smoke if you can't go down to the pit people who are choose to expose themselves can follow 
I can agree. Like, it's very divisive, though. And it is. And because, I see their points. But at the same time, right. I don't see. That's the problem is that my view of cannabis is different. So, like, right. I don't see that somebody smoking weed around me is going to be harmful for my baby. I'm not going to be all day around somebody smoking weed around me. If it happens at a show for a little bit, I chose to be there. And I knew people were going to be smoking weed there. Like, I don't know. It, it is very divisive. And it's hard. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I feel like the part where it's a it's concert seated, for the specific band that has a... <laughs> drug heavy content we need to know i know because i'm that's what i'm saying like okay if you're at like fucking pink okay i'm thinking to these are the concerts that i went to i went to tame impala and i went to pink i feel like tame impala if somebody would have lit up around me i would have been like you know okay i would have been like wow i wish i you know i wish i was you right now (laughs) but whatever Pink, on the other hand, I would have been like, damn, bro, for real? Somebody's lighting up here? <laughs> like, there's a fa- families are around here. Either way, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of really important here in the story because <laughs> if you're going to a Cypress Hill concert or 311 concert or Snoop Dogg concert, like, yo, for yeah. real, like, get to step and like, stay home, lady. Stay home, but whatever. It is a major part of it others took the side of the original poster like like me i'm gonna be downvoted but whatever (laughs) sam mama who is pregnant replied as a pregnant woman i know better than to go to a concert and expect people not to be blazing up on stuff there hasn't been a concert i've been to where that wasn't a thing even shitty music i mean especially (laughs) shitty music probably (laughs) she made the choice to go there she should she could have moved somewhere else if she didn't like it but where do you go at a concert that doesn't have pot or worse? You were asked. You refused. That's the end of it. In other words, is it okay for a pregnant woman to attend a concert strongly associated with pot? Think fish. <laughs> Others appeared to agree with Sam Mama. NTA, not the asshole. I'm assuming it's like a fish Grateful Dead sort of band. It's basically a guarantee people will be smoking all around the venue. So if the woman was concerned about smoke, she should not be going to that sort of snow, uh, show. Portals of flight replied. I like how like, everybody's <laughs> they put everybody's in handles. <laughs> Others took a neutral stance and suggested consuming edibles or vaping in the in the parking lot beforehand. This, they say, is fairly easy and allows you to be stoned at the show without bothering anyone. That way, everyone's happy. Take an edible, smoke before you come in, bring a vape and hit it outside if you must. So many options these days besides forcing someone else and their unborn fetus to inhale it too. This is the thing, though. Do you like are you supposed to foresee that you're going to be sitting next to a pregnant woman? Like, (laughs) like, right. You know. Anybody cannot want want to be exposed to secondhand smoke of cannabis or cigarettes or whatever. But like, and how would they, how am I supposed to, like, before I light up, I'm supposed to look around at everybody. Is anybody around me pregnant, you know, or anybody around, you know, like, I mean, ultimately the counter to that is that it's illegal to do that because even though if it's illegal to some capacity, it's not legal to be smoking it out in the open like it is. Yeah, I know. So that's the kind of double negative. Yeah, right. But just because she they could do go it, tell security and they would have gotten kicked out. They would have gotten kicked out, but you know, also 
know your fucking audience. Read the, what is it? Read the room, bro. Like, if everybody's going to be smoking weed there, then don't go there. It's going to be a problem for you. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to be around weed smoke, don't go to a concert. Yeah, seriously. Or if you do, go to one that's outdoors. Right. I don't know. That's where we're, I stand. I, I wouldn't have the problem. I'd be like, damn, light up. I wish I could I'd be, be like, smoking with you. Oh, that smells so good. <laughs> what is that? Motorcake? Mm. Oh, let me just get a whiff. <laughs> let me just get a whiff. North Carolina Senate approves medical pot bill. The North Carolina Senate this week approved a bill to legalize marijuana, bringing the measure one step away from heading to the state House of Representatives for consideration. The bill titled the North Carolina Compassionate Care Act, Senate Bill Number 3, passed handedly with little debate in the state Senate on Tuesday by a vote of 36 to 10. The bipartisan bill was introduced on January 25th by Republican Senators Bill Rabind and Michael Lee and Democratic Senator Paul Lowe. The purpose of the bill is to allow for tightly regulated use of medical cannabis only by those with debilitating Ill illnesses, Rabone said on the Senate floor before Tuesday's vote. The recreational sale of or use of marijuana remains under the legislation illegal, he added. If signed into law, the bill would legalize the medicinal use of cannabis for patients with one or more specified qualifying serious medical conditions, such as cancer, ALS, Parkinson's disease, epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, post-traumatic stress disorder, and others. Unlike the more comprehensive medical marijuana programs in many other states, however, the bill does not legalize the use of medical marijuana by patients diagnosed with chronic pain. Before the bill was approved last week by the Senate Judiciary Committee, the sponsors of the bill emphasized that the measure does not legalize recreational marijuana. Instead, the intent of the legislation is to only make changes to existing state law that are necessary to protect patients and their doctors from criminal and civil penalties and would not intend to change current civil and criminal laws for the use of non-medical marijuana, Rabone told uh, reporters February 21st. Under the bill, patients will, with a qualifying debilitating medical condition would be allowed to use medical marijuana. The bill permits the smoking and vaping of medical cannabis by patients whose doctors have recommended a specific form and dosage of medical marijuana. Physicians would be required to review a patient's continued eligibility for the medical marijuana program annually. Smoking medical cannabis in public or near schools and churches would not be legal under the measure. I mean, this sounds like here... Uh, the bill requires patients and qualified caregivers to obtain a medical marijuana identification card from the state. The North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services would be responsible for creating the secure, confidential electronic database containing information about qualified patients. Uh, designated caregivers and physicians, according to the text of the measure, the bill also creates an 11-member advisory panel appointed by the governor and lawmakers to review proposals for new qualifying medical conditions. It sounds very similar to uh, Florida, but uh, North Carolina has always been pretty, like, tough on cannabis. So I feel like this is, like, a big deal a big for them deal. finally yeah. getting medical, at least passed, partially passed so far. North Carolina bill establishes oversight commission. Additionally, the legislation establishes a medical cannabis production commission to oversee medical cannabis producers and ensure a sufficient supply of medical marijuana is produced for the state's registered patients. The legislation authorizes the licensing of up to 10 businesses to grow, process, and sell cannabis and permits each producer to operate up to eight medical marijuana dispensaries 
Under the bill, the state would levy a 10% tax on the monthly revenue of each medicinal cannabis producer. The bill also requires regulators to establish a tracking system to monitor production, movement, and the sale of cannabis products from cultivator to consumer. Those suppliers must meet strict requirements for how to locate and operate their facilities, how to grow their cannabis, and how to package and sell their inventory, Rabone said on the Senate floor. They must track every product from seed to sale. Vertical integration. Yeah, only one lawmaker, Republican Senator Jim Burgeon, excuse me, spoke against the measure on Tuesday, saying that marijuana is not medicine (laughs) and has not been approved for medicinal use by the federal government. It's bad for kids, <laughs> Virgin said. <laughs> I think this bill sets up big government, and I think it can easily be changed to legalize marijuana for recreational use, he added. What? I like the way he did his voice. <laughs> <laughs> bad for the kids. Bad for kids. All right. I wish we had a recording of the guy. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, I made a better interpretation of what he sounds like. So let's leave it at that. Senate leader Phil Berger, one of the 16 Republicans who voted for the measure, praised Robin and the other sponsors of the bill for their work to gain consensus among their colleagues before the bill came up for a vote by the full Senate. The lack of debate on the floor really is a reflection on how much work Senator Robin and the other sponsors have done over the past two years in just making people aware of what the bill does, answering questions, modifying the language, Berger said. Senate Bill 3 still faces one more vote in the North Carolina Senate before heading to the State House of Representatives for consideration. Republican House Speaker Tim Moore said the bill has some support in the House according to a report from the Associated Press. If passed by both chambers of the legislature, the bill would head to the desk of Democratic Governor Roy Cooper, who has indicated support for legalizing medical marijuana and decriminalizing possession of small amounts of cannabis by adults. Looks like North Carolina is on their way. North Carolina. Yeah, so those of you out in North Carolina that want to see this pass, make sure you write to your your peoples and that you want them to vote in favor of this legislation in your state if you want to see this happen. Yeah, and if you're still listening to this podcast, we hope you go to our YouTube channel and uh, hit subscribe, hit like, do a little dance, tell your friends about us. Make a little love. Get, get down, down tonight. tonight. Watch. The equipment there, pal. Sorry. You know, weed makes dry mouth. I know. Trust me. And then it's like I have my I've been drinking the whole show. Water. <laughs> Water. Hey you guys, it's our favorite segment. I love you, Miami. I love you, Miami. All right, let's see. Let's see if we love this story. Florida group submits 420,000 signatures for cannabis amendment halfway to qualifying for ballot. Yes, that is the same measure we've been talking about for a while now. The one that's being backed by TrueLeave, the one without the home grow. The one that's really primarily aimed at them doing all the growing and making all the money. The group that is powering a proposed constitutional amendment to legalize recreational cannabis in Florida is halfway to its goal of getting the measure on next year's ballot. According to the News Service of Florida, supporters of the proposed amendment had 
have submitted more than 420,000 valid petition signatures to the state. And they will need they will need to submit at least 891,589 signatures to get on the ballot in 2024. Last month, the, the committee topped a 228,000 signature threshold needed to trigger a crucial, crucial Supreme Court review of the proposed ballot wording, the news service reported. And we reported also previously on the show, <laughs> if you're a listener. The group behind the effort, Smart and Safe Florida, is being heavily backed by the medical cannabis company True Leave, which has a significant presence in the Sunshine State. Smart and Safe Florida launched its campaign last summer. We came into this with a mission to provide access to high-quality products that are safe and have an appropriate value proposition to give folks control over their, in the original days, medical journey. True Leave CEO Kim Rivers said at the time, I don't think that the changes here... I mean, in effect, we are at our core about expanding the opportunity for access to safe legal product, which is what this would allow us to continue to do. Truly donated $5 million last summer when the campaign launched. Now they're like over like $20 million, uh, $25 million. According to the News Service of Florida, the company has spent $25 million as of the end of January on the Smart and Safe Florida initiative. That's a lot of money. The amendment would legalize the possession and consumption of cannabis for all adults in Florida aged 21 and older and would also set the framework for a state-regulated pot industry. Specifically, the measure would enable the state's existing medical cannabis facilities to transition into recreational pot dispensaries. Florida legalized medical cannabis in 2016. One of the interesting aspects here is that we do have a medical cannabis market and we have hundreds of thousands of patients in Florida who are utilizing medical cannabis regularly. So our ability to reach out and have more direct communication is a bit unique from a positioning perspective, Rivers said in the summer. Activists in Florida have been stymied in their previous attempts to get marijuana legalization over the line, including most recently in 2021 when initiative was blocked by the Senate Supreme Court. Every initiative has provided some level of learning, Rivers said last year. With this initiative, the authors have taken a hard look at Supreme Court rulings surrounding the previous efforts and taken that into consideration. We believe that it's a very appropriate and narrowly focused amendment that does defer appropriately to the legislature. With a growing population that ranks as the third largest in the country, Florida is a coveted potential market for cannabis investors. Florida is definitely a market of interest, especially com compared to some of the other more mature, more saturated markets, said Jade Green, president of cannabis industry consulting firm Next Titan Capital. The main reason is everybody has a similar belief that whatever happens in 2024, eventually adult use recreational cannabis will come to Florida. If you can make it in Florida until rec, recreational marijuana hits, then you will have a significant event advantage in what will be one of the largest cannabis economies, not just in the U.S., but in the world, Green added. I mean, imagine our we have a heavy tourist presence, huge, you know, huge. so this would be opening the doors for the tourists as well. So people would come yeah, here for that. People, too. I mean, we have great weather year round. People come here from all over the world, come to Miami. Orlando, Tampa, like we got a lot of major cities, the best, some of the most beautiful beaches in the world. So yeah, there's, it's a big market. And, but Florida governor Ron DeSantis widely thought 
of as 2024 Republican presidential contender yeah. has spoken negatively negative negatively <laughs> about marijuana legalization in the past. What I don't like about it, you should read it. I want to see your voice for him. What I don't like about it <laughs> is if you go to some of these places that have done it, a stench when you're out there. I mean, it smells so putrid. The I feel like scent. he sounds like whiny when he speaks. Oh, yeah. Does he? I don't know. I don't really like I don't catch those frequencies. <laughs> My ears don't catch those frequencies. This smells putrid. No, bro. It smells good. Putrid, come on! I don't know, man. These people are getting a a, a move on with their signatures, though. So, oh yeah, best wishes. So let's see. That's a, that's a big and like jump. Yeah, that's like double. It, it is double. Yeah, that's over four hundred twenty thousand. They're yeah. they're about halfway there. Mm -hmm. We just might see it on the ballot. This is our interview portion of our show. <laughs> You made it. I go, far. Like, you we should, should be do a like, patron. <laughs> we should do like one of those like um um airplane sounds is like ding. You have now arrived to the interview portion of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so put on your seatbelts. Uh we had a really fun time talking to Fran Simmons. We found her on TikTok originally, and we loved her voice, her point of view, um, and just everything she has to say. Uh, she's currently a stay-at-home stoner mom that uses the internet to normalize cannabis. In 2021, she was terminated from her longtime job for failing a drug test for legal THC. Now she's researching cannabis drug testing policy and how she can foster change in that space, even if it's just with TikToks. Her, well, she had a super interesting story, and we're glad you're here. And here's our interview with a uh, friend. So you're a, you're a new mom, right? You only have yes, one? I'm I'm a newer mom. Yeah, so my kid turns two uh, this month, actually. So and it's my she's my only kid. So just me, her, and my husband, family of three. What was it like adapting from no kid to one kid? Oh my gosh, I'm still I'm still adjusting. Like I. I don't know. For the longest time, I didn't want to have kids, you know, like I my husband and I have been together since we were 2021. 20, and for a long time, we were like, no kids. Uh, I didn't even want to get married because I got married when I was young and stuff. So it was a big adjustment becoming a mom because I just lived for so long not thinking that that was going to happen. And so I actually went through some tough like mental health times like while I was pregnant and stuff because I like I could not shake that feeling of like not wanting to be a mom. I'm like, I don't I want out of like I don't want to do this. This is too much. Like I, I too big of a decision, you know, but um, it is so much different now that she's two. And um, it's so much different now, too, since I realized like I don't have to quit smoking weed. Like I just I thought so many things were supposed to be a certain way. And then I realized they don't have to be any other way than what works for you in your family, you know? And so I love it now. I love it. But it was a big adjustment. I went through some some struggles. So did you at sure. first give up smoking cannabis when you became a mom? Um, I tried to. So like when I, I know it's like kind of, kind of controversial, controversial, but like when I first got pregnant, I um, did stop smoking weed for a little bit. Uh, and I had started back up because, uh, one, I was, I was going through a lot of mental health struggles. I didn't want to be a mom. I actually did a, a partial hospitalization program at a mental health facility to help me. Um, 
and I had hyperemesis. So I was like getting sick all the time, like throwing up all the time. So I was, I was just not doing well. And, um, <laughs> I, I was, I was thinking to myself, like, you know what? I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't keep these pills down. And I know one thing that solves all of those problems. And I hid it from everybody, of course, because like I was so ashamed and embarrassed. And like, I thought, I thought I was like hurting my baby. Like I thought you, you evil person, like there was so much shame. Like it made it really hard to climb out of like the depression stuff, you know, because it was just like, there's so much going on at the same time. But I was honest with all my doctors. I was like, I didn't in the, uh, from testing positive to my prenatal appointment to delivering. Like I was honest all the time with them, letting them know like, Hey, I'm smoking weed. I don't want to smoke weed, but I'm doing it. Cause the only thing that's working. And, um, to be frank, like no one really gave a shit. I'm not like, not like no lie. My, my doctor mentioned it one time to me at my prenatal appointment. And he had told me, he said, you know, eight out of 10 of my OB patients test positive. And I said, excuse wow. me, like, where are they at? Where, where are my friends at? Because <laughs> No they're testing about. all the moms like yeah it's mandatory here yeah really? they test prenatal and then um the test that ultimately got me in trouble at work i didn't even know about so i think that they test women without even them knowing because i didn't it wasn't like when you log in to see like your doctor stuff you know i have you can see like all of the labs and stuff that they ran and i i only had a couple on there a couple of drug tests on there but the one that they told my employer about that ultimately got me fired um, was one I never even saw. So I'm like, dang, you guys, like, how did you even know I tested positive? I mean, I was smoking weed. I'm a little confused here. Your doctor reported to your employer that you tested positive? Like, I don't understand how that happened. I thought when I I saw in your story that you were let go because of uh, cannabis, but I assumed that maybe it was just your employer that drug tested you because they had like a drug testing policy. Yeah, so actually, actually doctor's office they get why would they give that to your employer? Yeah, it's hairy. I I um so I mentioned I had hyperemesis and I was getting sick all the time. So yeah. I needed some te- like time off intermittently like if I was having a really bad sick day, I didn't need time all the, all all the way off. So I had to apply for something called FMLA. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. are familiar. Intermittent yeah, FMLA. I yeah. Okay. Okay. I wasn't even um, filing for full. It was just intermittent so that, you know, if I had a certain number of absences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was through filing the FMLA p- process that my doctor, you know, they, they're, they're supposed to prove like, oh, yeah, this person does have hyperemesis. She deserves to have time off, whatever, which they did say. I mean, they, they said all that, but they were like, also, she tested positive for THC like wasn't even relative to my did you speak to an attorney about this because i feel like this was a huge violation of your rights i agree um and there are some other nuances too that were involved in like because the entire process took about six months because they put me on mandatory leave and sent me to mandatory drug uh drug treatment and then uh they ultimately fired me later on once they tested me again but um yeah, it's it was not okay. They definitely broke rules. Um, and last year, I spoke with I think four or five attorney offices altogether. I had some that were really willing to take on my employer, 
a previous employer, excuse me. Um, and then some that were like, there's no case here because it's so federal. It's, it's still federally illegal. And what they violated was the ADA and the ADA is a federal uh, protection. So it's hard for us to say they violated this federal thing when you when, when under the federal law, it's illegal. And yeah. so I, I went back and forth and I actually went through the process with the Equal Employment Office and I had an investigator and everything. And she actually issued me a right to sue letter when we were complete with the investigation because she, not to throw this person under the bus, this person was very neutral with me as an investigator, but they were like, this isn't cool. You know, like they knew like this is she was like, you need to talk to an attorney. But um, ultimately, so my previous employer is kind of like a it's a really big company here in Michigan. It's like one of our major utility providers. Um, and so I just, I, I've been having a really hard time dealing with getting fired. I, I, I've been in and out of therapy and, and getting help dealing with a lot of things that just like, I decided to put it behind me um, just because I was unsure of how it was going to play out and it had been going for so long that I just, I needed to like protect my peace a little bit. So I did. Um, and so I, I decided not to pursue them in court, but the bonus of me not doing that is I can share a little bit more of my story. You know, I didn't have to like sign an NDA or anything like that. Like I would have mm -hmm. if we settled or something. So mm -hmm. there's that. Um, so I do plan on, I, I typed out a little script that I, I want to record another TikTok here in the little bit about some of like just the fun details that I'll never, that I never got to share in court, like just how kind of careless shady they the were, shady was. they yeah. were, yeah, yeah, silly Super little mistakes shady. that make them like embarrassing for you, you know. Like I want to put some of that stuff out there, um, and then I just want to move on because it's like I, it's holding me back. I'm having a hard time. Every time I try to find a new job and I get rejected and stuff, it like triggers me and brings up stuff. Yeah, and like, I'm it's sure. hard, man. I feel like that, you know, this happened in 2021. And I just, you know, I got to say fuck them at some point and just like get it off me. And so that's what I decided to do. There really needs to be better protection uh, for people that use cannabis in the workplace, involved with, with custody of children, all those things. Yeah. Because if it's legal, <laughs> Exactly. It's legal in your state to consume cannabis. It's childish that they would even test for it. It's like so right. They didn't even test her. They fucking I know information from her doctor. That's also HIPAA, isn't it? Like, you yes, guys, uh, it's HIPAA. The HIPAA violation. Yeah, so that was the other yeah, that was the other thing is like, who do I go after? Because the doctor is the one that really violated HIPAA by because in the right. paperwork, I mean it like I said, there's a lot of nuance to this. Like in the paperwork, FMLA the paperwork release, says not to have any pertinent information, like diagnosis. Like you don't have to give us that. We just need a doctor right. giving us clearance. Yes. That you do yes. need this time. They don't have yeah. to tell us what it is that you have. None of that. Mm -hmm. so, they, yeah, so they they fucked up. They fucked up. They fucked up bad. And um, but you know what's kind of cool too is I was just talking about this the other day. You know, I I took pride in my job a lot because I didn't go to college. And so I worked my way up to that job. I started there as a customer service representative and then just worked my ass off, you know, and moved up, moved up, moved up. And so um, I like 
I don't know. I just was so upset because I felt like they were taking and they fired me and they called it misconduct. And so I couldn't get unemployment. And um, that was the other part of it is like I was fighting for unemployment for so long and not getting it that I, I was just giving up like, fuck it. You know, like I don't I don't I just want to move on. But um, I was so proud of my job that in, during the investigation process with the Equal Employment Office, I was able to get my personnel file, which I didn't know, like you're anyone can get their personnel file, I believe, once they've left the company, they just have to request it. And so um, that was cool because where I worked was so tedious about, you know, uh, uh, evaluations and stuff like that, that I got like an 80 page personnel file. There's clearly not a black record in my file. There's nothing but good shit on there. You can see that I was on track to, uh, you know, I was getting, it's on there that I was getting groomed to replace my supervisor for succession planning. And that felt really good because this entire time, like, even though I know it's not true, like my inner self was, was kept calling myself a loser. Like, you know, no one knew I smoked weed at work either. So it was weird. It was like this secret also came out. It was, it just felt, I felt naked. Like I felt like all of a sudden everybody was looking at me. Like not only was I smoking weed, but I was smoking weed when I was pregnant. Like, yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah, I felt very exposed, but now I feel powerful. I feel powerful. I, I educated myself even more than I knew at the time. And I just, it's so important, like you said, that that companies begin to recognize. As, uh, I focus on legal cannabis when I talk about this because, you know, it's uphill battle fighting the other one. But, yeah, what the hell are we testing for anyway? Like, it makes what no sense. What a waste of time, sense. money, resources. Yeah, it's just, it makes no sense. Right. Employers and legal safe need to just stop testing for THC. Yeah, they do. Just stop. Yeah. Yeah, and I can only imagine like too. Sometimes when when you get fired from a job or whatever, when you get broken up with, even <laughs> like, you have so many questions that are not things that you can answer because sometimes in the back of your mind you start like putting like oh because it could be people who are just like out to get you, you know, whatever politics hey, at the workplace, you know. You're not kidding, man. You know what's crazy? So that my company was is kind of like very progressive. And that year they announced, they were like, we are going to start six month maternity leave. We don't care how crazy that sounds to everybody. We're doing six month maternity leave. Um, and so guess who's supposed to be one of the first ones to get that fucking shit. That- oh my God. And so I was so mad because I was like, you know, I, we budgeted like it's, it costs so much money. Like after you have a kid and like all that stuff. So it was like, we, we budgeted that we would be good up until maternity leave. So when you fired me and I didn't, I mean, I guess that's not that unique. It just felt so fucked up. Like I couldn't find it. I was, I still had stitches. Like I couldn't find another job. Like they fired me right after I had my baby because what had happened was I completed the mandatory drug treatment. I passed a negative. I passed a test. Cause my plan was like, okay, well I'll just stop smoking weed. You know, I'll, I'll smoke weed while I'm off work. And when I go back to work, I'm going to have to quit, you know, a month before or whatever. Um, but while I was on maternity leave, because I went right from mandatory drug treatment leave, mandatory leave to um, maternity leave. And I got a call up from HR and said that they need another drug test. And I was like, what for? Because I passed the program. I got the negative test. I did everything that you needed to do. And they said, it's a, re- it's a return to active duty drug test. And I said, well, 
I don't go back to work for months, you know, so when I'm actually going to return back to work, I'll take that drug test. But they were like, no, we need it right now. So wow. that one um, is the one that I failed because uh, I was going through some shit, you know, with my family and COVID and stuff. So, yeah, I was I was smoking weed, you know, I was uh, off. Yeah. I was off work. I mean, a stress yeah. twizzler. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to. I kind of want to go am. to your old job and set the fucking place on fire no. for you. Like, I'm serious. It <laughs> so What's most frustrating is the fact that she had a great record. She was constant. She was there for many years. She started in a customer service and worked her way up to a corporate level hey. position. You were doing corporate training, right? Yes. You have all this great track record, and something that was just Brought to your attention by accident. You've invested all this time and energy training this person. You know that they fit. They know that they fit in your work culture. It makes no sense. It sounds shooting themselves in the foot. And it sounds like somebody was just being a fucking bitch too. I think it was a liability thing. It was a yeah. liability thing because yeah. of, oh, because of the fact we know she smokes weed, we can't just look the other way. We have yeah. to make we. Ha- it's like in Atlanta when she admitted mm-hmm. she smoked weed and she yeah. got fired. Yeah, uh, like oh, that we, was so we, gross. We're, we're never going to test you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and get this, you know what my like my specialty was towards the end. So I did like training and stuff, but then I moved on to do virtual training and like web work and stuff like that. And then what happens is the pandemic. Like they could have really used me. I was I was one of the at the time, one of only probably a handful, I don't know, of people that did that kind of work that did like a lot of virtual conferencing and, and instruction and stuff like that, which is which is everything that's what everybody everything moved to. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. I <laughs> definitely like just like a bad business decision, you know? It's a bad business decision. Well, cheers to fucking out fuck all that. <laughs> Now making cannabis content and you know having these conversations to bring awareness to this. Yeah, yeah. and going forward, the next job you have will not give a fuck about any That's of that right. shit. And that was our interview with Fran Simmons. Please follow her on TikTok and Instagram. She's at Friends and Flores. Flores, like flowers in Spanish. Right friends and Flores. She's so funny. Every time her TikToks show up on my FYP, I crack up. Yeah, I like I like her vibes very much so. <laughs> I think she should totally hang out with us one day in For real sure. life. For sure. We need to chill with her. And but what happened to her? That's bullshit. Like that it was really debacle with the test. I mean, yeah, the the her employer wasn't even supposed to see those test results. Yeah. It was like a slip up from the her fact doctor. that she was pregnant at the time yeah, and all that. Yeah, that's that was a lot. A lot. So but we love her. And uh, hey, thank you guys for sticking around the entire show. We're so happy you have made it here. We want to thank our sponsors, Fluent, our patrons, Yanni, Destiny, Lauren, Jesse, Christy, Denise, Peaches, Meredith, Natalie, Angelina, Jenny, Catherine, Jay, Chrissy, Guillermo, Diane, Gabby. And, and Leslie. Leslie. And I can't wait to get a new picture for our next trip. It's I know. Up in just a couple woo-hoo, days. Woo-hoo. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, I'm already there with one of our patrons. We went a little early to do Disney before we do Universal. 
Yes. Yeah, so if you would like to uh, have your name read out by our lovely faces, or if you'd like to go on vacation with us, become a spawn, uh, become a, p- a patron, a patron. Oh my God. <laughs> It's the end of the show. Our tongues are starting to get away from us. Come hang out with us in Discord. Have a sesh with us. If not, just subscribe, rate, review. Yeah, man. Do both. Dude. Share our content. Go to our website. Come yeah. on the bud crawl. Yeah. All those things. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Tell your friends about us. <laughs>